بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله today unfortunately and sadly we find ourselves in the situation once again where our masajid have been forced to be closed so we say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un futuri this is a musibah it is a, a calamity and it is truly saddening as the heart of the believer is attached to the masjid and this is something which is felt much more or it is felt especially on the blessed day of Jumu'ah so we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we say alhamdulillah ala kulli hal as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to do when something when he saw something that he disliked he would still praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he would say alhamdulillah ala kulli hal that all thanks and praise is due to, an, uh, to, due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon every condition and in all circumstances so we say alhamdulillah ala kulli hal and for the believer there is always a lesson for the believer there is always benefit to be taken from every single situation the second wave of COVID-19 has hit us hard and many of our fellow brothers and sisters that have contracted the virus they are either sick at home or battling in hospital whilst many have also lost their lives may Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus and may Allah cure those who are sick our first reminder today is to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to humble ourselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to repent unto Him. Allah azza wa jal, He says in the Quran, in Surah Al-An'am, verse number 42 to 43, وَلَقَدَ فَلَوْلَا إِذْ جَاءَهُمْ بَأْسُنَا تَضَرَّعُوا وَلَكِنْ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah Azza wa Jal, He says that indeed we have sent messengers before you, O Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to other people who we put through suffering and adversity. بِالْبَأْسَاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ We send messengers to other people that we tested, that we put through times of suffering, difficulty, and darra, which is hardship and adversity. So perhaps they would be humbled. Perhaps they would be, they would be humbled unto us. Then Allah says, why did they not humble themselves when we made them suffer? When we put them through this difficulty, why did they then not humble themselves? وَلَكِنْ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Instead, their hearts were hardened. Their hearts were hardened. وَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And the shaytan, Satan, made their misdeeds appealing to them. He made what they were upon of whatever they were upon of deeds, he made that appealing to them. وَاللَّهُ الْمُسْتَعَانُ Imam Ibn Kathir, رحمه الله, the famous scholar of tafsir, he said in his tafsir, that this word in this ayah, الدَّرَّاء Darra' yeah, which we said translates to hardship or adversity. He said this actually refers to disease, sickness and pain. It refers to 
disease, sickness and pain. So this is one of the tests that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He placed upon the previous people. This is what Allah is telling us. And then Allah said, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَضَرَّعُونَ So perhaps they would be humbled. Right? That is, that they might call upon Allah. That they would humble themselves before Him and fear Him. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. And here we find one of the main reasons for the test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hikmah in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's test. This is why He tests us. So perhaps we would humble ourselves unto Him. And this means that they call upon Allah, that they beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they humble themselves before Him, and that they fear Him appropriately. So this is the reason, one of the main reasons for the test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and specifically the test of al-darra' which Ibn Kathir said here means disease, your sicknesses and pain. Wallahu al-musta'an. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, why did they not humble themselves when we made them suffer? When these tests came of difficulty, of adversity, of sickness, of pain, and it could be anything else, why did they not humble themselves when we made them suffer? And Ibn Kathir says that is, why when we tested them with that, did they not beseech us and not show us humility? Allah is asking this question. He is saying, why did they not do that? Instead, their hearts became hardened. Instead of becoming humble, making tawbah, coming back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the opposite took place. And they became hard-hearted. Hard their hearts became hardened. Their hearts became hardened. And shaitan then made their deeds appealing to them. Yani their sins. Their sins became appealing to them. So their habits that they developed their bad habits, their misdeeds, their sins. The shaitan then made them, he made this appealing to them. And this was sufficient for them without realizing that they need to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during times of tests and difficulty and calamity and trials and tribulations. The ultimate goal of the believer is he realizes that this is a test and therefore he flees to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He then turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as opposed to continuing upon his bad habits. So we need to take a lesson from this first and foremost. And these ayat they explain to us why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends these type of tests. It is to bring us back. Because the nature of insan is that we become heedless over time. We develop bad habits. We develop certain uh, sins and so forth that we become accustomed to. And we then move further and further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Had it not been for the tests of Allah, then perhaps we would go completely astray. So it's out of Allah's rahmah, out of His mercy, out of His perfect hikmah and wisdom that He sends us with these tests. So that it, it wakes us up, it takes us out of our ghafla, our heedlessness, and we come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the most important thing that we take out of any test. And specifically a major test, like the test that we are currently going through, Wallahu al-Musta'an. In another verse, Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, أَوَلَا يَرَوْنَ أَنَّهُمْ يُفْتَنُونَ فِي كُلِّ عَامٍ مَرَّةً أَوْ مَرَّتَيْنِ ثُمَّ لَا يَتُوبُونَ وَلَا هُمْ يَذَّكَّرُونَ Do they not see that they are tried, yani they are tested once or twice every year, yet they neither repent nor do they learn a lesson.
And this is exactly the point that we have just made previously. We should not be like this. This is not the way of the true believer. Yani when the test comes, he understands. This is the test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he bears sabr. And so it's something good for him. But at the same time, that sabr, that sabr leads us back to Allah azza wa jal. That sabr leads us back. We make tawbah to Allah. We come back. We do inaba to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We return back to him. And we rectify our affairs. And we get close to him. And if this is what we have achieved through the testing, alhamdulillah, we have passed the test. Alhamdulillah, if we have gotten closer to Allah in this period of time, in whichever test that we, it is that we are going through, then alhamdulillah, we are passing our tests. Because this is what Allah wants. And Allah's victory, Allah's relief, it's near. It's near. We just need to do our part, which is to get as close to Him as possible, which is to make the changes in our life and to give up our sins and our bad habits and get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let every Muslim, every intelligent Muslim, let him take heed and let him repent back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during these trying times. Our second reminder is the reminder that is sufficient for all reminders. As Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and others have stated, radiallahu anhu, kafa bil mawti wa'idhan, kafa bil mawti wa'idhan, kafa bil mawti wa'idhan, that sufficient is death as a reminder. Sufficient is death as a reminder. Subhanallah. It's the one certainty that we are all aware of and certain of in this dunya. Yet, how often we forget about it. Yet, how often we assume that our death is far away. Indeed, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in the hadith, أَكْثِرُوا ذِكْرَ هَادِمَ Remember often the destroyer of pleasures. أَكْثِرُوا ذِكْرَ هَادِمَ Remember often the destroyer of pleasures. And this is the nasiha of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is advising us to constantly remember death and to think about death. However, as insan, we are forgetful. We are neglectful. We are heedless. Wallahu musta'an. Yet, today, Every day, we hear of more deaths in the community. And this time around, it feels closer to home for all of us. The deaths that we are hearing of daily, people that we know, whether it's people we know or we don't know, whether it's family or not, or friends or family and so forth, it's people that we, that we are aware of. And we are hearing about deaths on a daily basis, Wallahu al-Musta'an. So surely this, should serve as a reminder for the believer. This should serve as a reminder for us that death is coming. It may be close, it may be far. Wallahu a'lam. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. So we need to take a reminder from this. If we have not been thinking about death, then now is the time to start thinking about death. Thinking about death does not lead to depression. Thinking about death is not something that is uh, only done by people that are in depression or people that are sad or, or, or morbid and so no a believer thinks about death because there is so much benefit in thinking about death there is so much goodness in thinking about death the shaitan does not want you to think about death hence he may make you think or feel that thinking about death is not healthy in reality it's healthy for the heart it's healthy for our iman 
For through this reminder, this is the reminder of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Through thinking about death, we prepare for death. And we prepare for what's after death. The real life. The haqiqatul hayat, the real life. The eternal life, not the short life which is full of which is full of temptation, which is fleeting, which is not real in reality, which is really short-lived compared to the life of the Akhirah, which is eternity. So enough chasing of the dunya. It's time that we turn back to Allah. It's time that we rectify our fears and we cut out our sins and our bad habits. And through the reminder of death, by looking and hearing all of these news, when we hear death about death, we say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. That's a reminder in and of itself. Indeed, we belong to Allah and we are going back to Allah. That's a reminder that we belong to Allah and we are going back to Him, which means He's going to question us. So we need to have an answer for His questions. So we need to prepare for, for that answer now. Before an exam, examination, we prepare. We study, we do our research and so forth. We put in the hours. Likewise, before the questioning, the ultimate examination in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we need to prepare for that now. And the best reminder is the reminder of death. Kafa bil mawti wa'idhan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in the Quran, Alam ya'ni lilladheena amanu an takhsha'a qulubum li dhikrillahi wa ma nazala min al-haq. Has the time not come? Has the time not come? For the believer's hearts to be humbled at the remembrance of Allah. And what has been revealed of the truth? Wallahi, the time has come that we humble ourselves to the Qur'an, to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's time that we humble ourselves to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we turn back to Him. وَلَا يَكُونُ كَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِ And that He is not like those who was given the scripture before. And those who were spoiled for so long. فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدِ they were spoiled for so long that their hearts became hardened. And many of them are still rebellious. Surah Al-Hadid, verse number 16. A powerful ayah. The time has come for us to, to change our ways, to mend our ways. The time has come for us to come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah Al-Hashr, verse number 18, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَالْتَنْظُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَادٍ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ O believers, be mindful of Allah, fear Allah, and let every soul look to what deeds He has sent forth for tomorrow. Let us look what have we sent forth, what have we prepared for tomorrow? What have we prepared for tomorrow? Tomorrow doesn't necessarily mean tomorrow as in the next day. Tomorrow means the Akhirah. What have we prepared for the Akhirah? What are we taking with on this journey for the, to, towards the Akhirah? That's the question we should ask ourselves every single day. And especially in these times where we see death in a widespread... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's widespread out there, subhanAllah. People are, are, are dying by the day. In our communities, not far away, not in another country. It's on our doorstep. Wallahu al-musta'an. Allah and Allah again says, so fear Allah. In the beginning of the ayah, he said, fear Allah. And now he says again, and fear Allah. Inna bima For indeed, Allah is all aware of what you do. Allah is well aware that he is not, nothing is hidden unto him. Jalla jalaluhu. In fact, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said to us in a hadith, whoever focuses all of his concerns on one issue, namely the year after. 
A person who focuses on the Akhirah, everything he does in this dunya is what? Is to prepare for the Akhirah. His work in this dunya is for the Akhirah. His time in this dunya is for the Akhirah. His spending of his wealth in this dunya is for the Akhirah. His relationships are for the Akhirah. And so forth. Then Allah will suffice him and spare him the worries of this world. Ya Salam. Allah will suffice him. Allah will be enough for him. And spare him the the worries, the distress, the anxiety, the grief of this world. But whomsoever has many concerns about different worldly issues, he's chasing the dunya in this, in his wealth, in his relationships, in his time, in his work, in investments, in this. Everything is for the, for the dunya alone. So much concern is put for the, for the dunya. Allah will not care which of these worries will call, cause his death. Allah will not care which of his worries will cause his death. And it's one of these things that's going to lead, to lead him to his death. One of these worries, which is dunyawi, which is not even for the akhirah, will eventually lead to his death and Allah will not be bothered by that. Wallahu musta'an. A hadith is in Abu Ibn Majah, authenticated by Al-Albani rahimahullah. Our third advice for today is that we put our trust and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Natawakkal ala Allah. We put our trust and our reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we remain positive and not live in fear. Yes, the virus is real. And it's not denied by any rational person, any intelligent person. The virus is real. People are suffering. People are sick. People are dying. Does this mean that we become negative and we become fearful and we live only in a state of fear? And we become uh, to a point close to depression and, and anxiety and, and worry. We should remain optimistic and not live in a complete state of fear. Imam Ash-Shafi'i rahimahullah, he famously said, My heart is at ease knowing what was meant for me will never miss me. And what misses me will, was never meant for me. Subhanallah. This is the believer. My heart is at ease. Knowing whatever has reached me was never meant to miss me. And whatever has missed me was never meant to reach me. This is the believer. Whatever is meant to befall me will befall me. Whatever is not meant to befall me will not befall me. It only happens by the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore we put our trust in Him. We leave our affairs and our reliance in Him. In His hands. Our affairs are only by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We accept His decree with sabr. And by being pleased with it, knowing that there's always goodness in it. Allah does not decree for the believer except good. If it's something that afflicts us with difficulty, with sickness, we have sabr, so it's good for us. It wipes out our sins, it raises our ranks, and so forth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say, nothing will ever befall us except what Allah has destined for us. Nothing will ever befall us. Except what Allah has destined for us. Huwa Mawlana. He is our protector. So let the believers put their trust in Allah. So in Allah, let the believers put their trust. That's the believer. Surah Tawbah, verse 51. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whomsoever puts their trust in Allah, Allah alone is sufficient for them. Then Allah alone is sufficient for them. Allah will take care of their needs. However, tawakkul is not complete 
unless it is accompanied by taking permissible measures. As is indicated in the famous hadith of Anas ibn Malik who said that a man said, O Messenger of Allah, should I tie up my camel and rely on Allah? Should I tie up my camel as well as along with that rely on Allah? Or should I leave it loose and rely on Him? Leave the camel and put your trust in Allah. Khalas, Allah is sufficient. Right? This is the, the thought process of some. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, tie it up and rely on Allah. Yani you have to do your bit as well. And put your trust in Allah. So we put our trust in Allah first and foremost, yes. And then we have to do our bit. We have to do as much as we possibly can, in this case, to protect ourselves. Right? If it's seeking wealth, in that case, to go find a job. To go and work. Not to sit at home and say, I put my trust in Allah and the wealth will come. No. You have to go and work. Likewise, if it, if it comes to protecting yourself from a virus, put your trust in Allah, number one. Number two, follow the precautionary measures that have been put into place. That's the believer. Alhamdulillah. That is the true understanding of tawakkul as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us. He could have easily have said, leave the camel, put your trust in Allah. Allah is sufficient. But this is not the understanding of the, of the sharia. What Allah and the messenger is telling us. Put your trust in Allah, yes, first and foremost. And secondly, fulfill whatever measures yet you have to fulfill. Lock your door at night. Don't sleep with the doors open and say, put, I put my trust in Allah. So when it comes to these types of issues, we have to understand the true understanding of tawakkul. So we take whatever measures there are that are necessary to be taken. Whether it's social distancing, wearing a mask. What if it has been advised by the experts in the field? Not by the Facebook warriors and the, the self-taught individuals that, that have no actual knowledge on the issue. We refer to people of knowledge. This is again what the Quran teaches us, alhamdulillah. So we take whatever measures need to be taken. And at the same time, we always have our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only will this protect ourselves, this also protects those around us. And this is also important, that we do not be a person who can end up harming others as well. Sometimes we don't take it seriously and we end up spreading the virus to others. So we are not just harming ourselves, we are harming others. That negligence can become a major issue. For now you are spreading to others as well. And even the, the spreading of fake news, the spreading of conspiracy theories can end up harming others as well. And this has happened in the past. It has happened even in the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One example comes to mind. The people thought when they made hijrah to Ethiopia, they heard that the Quraysh had accepted Islam. So they returned back. But this was fake news. This wasn't verified information. And they ended up doing the wrong thing. They ended up having, you know, facing the persecution of the Quraysh once again. And they had to then later make hijrah again and so forth. So let us be responsible Muslimin, put our trust in Allah and follow the necessary precautionary measures as this is part of tawakkul. This is what the sharia indicates. So to end off, those are just three short advices that we can take uh, in this time. There's a lot that can be said. Precautionary measures is also our dua, our adhkar, daily adhkar, morning and evening. The adhkar when we leave the home, the adhkar when we arrive at a place and so forth. There's so much teachings in the sunnah that teaches us how to protect ourselves. And 
If you refer to our website, inshallah, the Tayyiba Institute website, you will find links under our resources tab, daily adhkar, and ways of protecting yourself and so forth, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. So, to end off, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we beg Him for His mercy, and we ask Him that He rids us of this pandemic, and that He saves us, our families, and the Muslimin, especially from its harms. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us steadfastness during these times, and may He grant ease to all those who are going through difficulty, whether it be through sickness or through wealth or through any other difficulty, and that He grant shifa to those who are sick, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all those who have passed away with this virus, that He accepts them, them as shuhada. As many of the scholars have stated, whoever dies from this virus, he, 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 we hope that he is accepted as a martyr. For Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, the one who dies from tuberculosis is a, shah, is a shaheed. So this is something similar for it also affects the lungs. And it could be even be worse than TB, so therefore we hope that it's something similar. So we ask Allah to accept them as shuhada, as martyrs, and that he grants them al-fiddaws al-a'la, the highest point in Jannah, Jannatul fiddaws that he grants sabr to all those who have lost loved ones and all those who are sick and all those who are going through difficulty. May he grant us all sabr. May he grant us all relief. May he grant us steadfastness and guidance at all times. May he grant us hikmah, wisdom with beneficial knowledge. Um, and may he make us of those who act upon that knowledge. Ameen ya rabbal alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astawfiruka. Wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.